eighth inning, 10-3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits on a three-hole pitch. He swings, and it's a high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. The division previews roll on NL Central Day. We're going to talk all about the NL Central, a division with some really good teams and some really bad teams. And you're going to be really surprised at what teams I have being bad. <laughs> Just kidding. It's the Pirates and Reds. Yeah. But we'll get, we'll get into it. <laughs> no we'll get into that in a little while. But NL Central, I think, is going to be a great division this year. Um, and we're going to preview it all, Alex. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Alex Curry. And um, we're going to do we're going to go over best pitchers for each mm -hmm. team, best hitter, breakout player. Who they added, who they lost. Who they added, who they lost. Yeah. We're going to cover it all. But before we get into the future... And the preview. Let's just take a moment and reminisce on how this division oh, yes. ended last season, starting with the Cardinals on Seven top. Seven games? Yeah. Cardinals won the division last year. They went 93 and 69. Very good. But they won like seven games. I, I forgot I, I forgot how mad I got at the Brewers last year for what yeah. they did at the trade deadline. And they were right there. Welcome back. They were, in fact, <laughs> it's all coming back to me. Um, they were right there. They were winning the division. Yeah. They had it in their grasp, and then at the trade deadline, guess what the Cardinals did? The Cardinals got better, they added pitching, and the Brewers traded away their closer and didn't add any hitting, which they desperately needed, and this division shaped out as you would have expected after that, and the Brewers came in second. They lost the division by seven games. I mean, it's kind of hard when Cardinals had Albert Pujols having one of the greatest farewell tours of all time, and then you have two basically MVPs on top of that on your roster, so... I would say they were my biggest disappointment in the postseason. Yeah. Cardinals. Yeah. If we're going to go there. Well, you want to talk. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, Wait a minute. Time out, time out. Biggest disappointment no, no, in the postseason. No, 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 no. Please, please, please. We're just, we're not going to put our attention on our Dodgers. That's your Dodgers. We're not, we're not in that division. Okay. You know what? Let's just start with the Cardinals here. Okay. Because okay. obviously, okay. Pujols retired. Let's talk about players they added and who they lost. Yeah. So for each, we'll do notable players. Yeah. added players and notable losses. So, um, you know. Yeah, to, one or two. Yeah, but like yeah, bigger yeah. names. If a team added like five stars, great, we'll talk about it. If yeah. not, whatever. Um, big acquisitions for the Cardinals. For me, one big one, Wilson Contreras. Yeah. One of the better hitting catchers in the game of baseball. He's a stud. He adds a lot. He adds great depth to their lineup. He adds really a, a lot of value that's needed now out of the catcher position after Yadi Molina departs. So, Probably one of one of the prized free agent acquisitions. Definitely one of them. And the Cardinals end up getting him. I like the move a lot for that team. And they filled a void very nicely. Yeah, they had a couple of big voids there. Yeah. Um, but I, I mentioned Yachty. He's one mm -hmm. of the losses. They had a couple, a few notable losses. Jose Quintana, who threw really well last year, yeah. is now with the New York Mets. And then, obviously, Albert Pujols, yeah. Yachty Molina. Um, notable whether they had had a good year last year or not. Albert obviously did, yeah. but notable because they're Hall of Famers. So yeah. those guys out the door, Cardinals will have a bit of a new look this year. All right, who's your hitter to watch on the Cardinals? It, it's It's got to be Tyler O'Neill. Look, and, and the, I'll, I'll say this again. When I'm looking at most important, look, Paul Goldschmidt's coming off of an MVP season. Nolan Arenado, guess what he's going to do? He's going to hit. 
Tyler O'Neill is the X factor, and you want to talk most important hitter to the lineup? To me, it's got to be him. We saw him early on in his career be a stud and hit a bunch of homers, be a really good bat in that lineup, and look like he was going to be a an all-star for the Cardinals. And then last year had a, a quite a down year and not, not the year I was expecting out of him. So most important hitter to this Cardinals lineup, especially to add some depth, is Tyler O'Neill. Who's your pitcher to watch? Um, Jack Flaherty. Mm. Jack Flaherty has been riddled with injuries over the course of the last, I don't know, seems I'm just spitballing here off the top of my head. The last three years, he's just been dealing with injury after injury. We know that he can be an ace of a staff, but is that is that possible anymore after everything he's been dealing with? Can he come back? Can he be a guy in this rotation this rotation needs him to be. It's not in a position to be like, yeah. well, hopefully we can get him. Um, no, it's no. it's not that sort of situation. It's not, you know, it's not that sort of situation with like the Padres where like if Blake Snell's a guy, then it enhances the rotation to an elite level. No, this rotation is not elite and they need a guy that can be elite. Will it be Jack Flaherty? Will he pitch? Will he be healthy? Who knows? But he's super important to this team. All right, we're moving on to your breakout player, who I think might be like one of the biggest breakout players to watch this season. In all of baseball. It's so cool. Jordan Walker. The guy is going to be... He's huge. A stud. He's... He's huge. If When you think stature, think Aaron Judge. Oh, yeah, huge. Like tall, tall, strong. Maybe not quite as thick yet as Aaron Judge, but he is as tall... What do you mean? I mean, he is strong. He does look kind of he thick is there, running. Strong, he's a big boy. Yes, that is, he's huge. Okay, strong. when you yep. think stature, think Aaron Judge. <laughs> this guy is enormous. Yeah, he's going to rake. He's a first rounder, twenty first overall pick by the Cardinals. He can play third base, but he's an outfielder. This guy last year. Um, 306, 19 homers, 68 RBIs, yeah. 22 stolen bases. That's in the minor leagues. I say it again. He's huge. 22 stolen bases. This guy can do it all. I, well, I do kind of throw it around often, but I normally mean it. This guy could be a superstar in the game of baseball. That's how good he is. And watch for him to break out this Mm. year, not only for the Cardinals, but to become a name in baseball that we know for a long time. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, let's move on to the Brewers and start with who they added, who they lost. Yeah, definitely a, a bit of a new look for the Brewers this year. Jesse Winker is a name they added, um, and that name might not like sound super exciting after the year he had last year, but let's remember the player he was the, the literal year prior with the Reds. All-star. Stud. Goes to Seattle. Not very good. Now he's in Milwaukee. Maybe he needed a bit of a change of scenery. We'll see whether mm-hmm. last year was the anomaly or, or what. But the Brewers add Jesse Winker. They add Luke Voigt. And they had William Contreras. Somehow. I don't know. The winner of the A's and Braves trade that sent Sean Murphy to the Braves was the Brewers. Somehow. They yeah. literally just landed William Contreras in their lap. I don't oh, know how thanks. it happened. But he's very good. He was an all-star last year, and that's a good addition. Uh, some losses. Andrew McCutcheon, Colton Wong, Hunter Renfro, all out the door for the Brewers. All right. Who is going to be your hitter to watch for the Brewers? It's got to be Christian Yellow. Yep. It's got to be. This guy was 
there was a period of time where it was him and Cody Bellinger as the best hitters in the National League, and they were going back and forth for who's yeah. going to win the MVP award. And both of them have gone in the opposite direction. Major decline. Christian Yelich not as sharp of a decline. Hit 252 last year, 14 homers, 57 RBIs, 19 stolen bases. But we need better. We need him mm-hmm. to get back to hopefully the the form he was in back in his uh, MVP, you know, fighting for MVP days. So Christian Yelich, most important hitter in this lineup. Who's going to be your pitcher to watch for the Brewers? Freddie Peralta. We are, I'm a huge fan of Corbin Burns. Yes. I love me some Corbin Burns. And you know what Corbin Burns is going to do this year? He's going to be it. in the conversation for the Cy Young Award. Yeah. We know that. Freddie Peralta can add the depth to the rotation. We saw last year he became a question mark. Injuries down the stretch. Tried to come back. Injuries again. Um, not his elite self when he was back. Ended up with a 3-5 ADRA last year. But he's, he's better than that, and I believe he can be. So what do we get this year from Freddie Peralta? I think is it going to be all-star caliber Freddie Peralta, or is it or is it going to be dealing with lingering injuries all year long, which, uh, God, I hope that's not the case. But mm-hmm. um, he's super important to this pitching staff. All right, and your breakout player for the Brewers. Garrett Mitchell. Love this name. Um, fun fact, I was just talking about Jordan Walker. Same draft. One pick ahead of Walker. He was the 20th overall pick out of UCLA. This guy kind of does it all. He's he's an outfielder. He's going to be really good for the Brewers, I think. 311 last year, two homers, nine RBIs, and 28 games. So full season of full season of Garrett Mitchell. Yeah. Count me excited. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Can tell by your facial expression. All right. Let's move on to Chicago, who we've talked about how to Kind of a sneaky offseason. So let's let's talk about their new additions <laughs> and who they lost. I forget the exact grade I gave their offseason, but A. a. Yeah. Like it's, it was, they had one of the better offseasons in the game of baseball. They added Dansby Swanson. They added Trey Mancini. They added Cody Bellinger. They added Jamison Tyone. And those are just a few of the names. And Producer Bartlett, who's a known Royals fan, would be pissed at me if I didn't mention they added World Series champion Eric Hosmer. Yep. Which, you know, he brings that pedigree to the locker room, the the, the champion hey. pedigree. Hey, have there's, respect. There's value in that. You yep. Know? Um, so he's not quite the same player anymore, but they add him. So they, they added a bunch of names. They lose a guy that we just talked about with the Cardinals, Wilson Contreras. Mm-hmm. But, man, these additions – they're they're exciting. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited about what this Cubs team did. I was super critical of the way the Chicago Cubs handled their core that won the championship with them. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, Wilson Contreras. And they deserved that criticism. They they yeah. booted them out the door. They messed up with screwed up the situation with Wilson Contreras, got nothing for them. Yeah. They messed it all up. And I was critical of that. They deserve praise for the direction that they appear to be heading in right now. The additions they made. I love the addition of Cody Bellinger for the contract he's on. See what you can get. Maybe he needed a change of scenery. Maybe he just got into a rut with the Dodgers, and we know the player he can be, and he's going to get back to some form of of an all-star player. Maybe. Who knows? Why not take a chance? Jamison Tyon was really good last year. 
Dansby Swanson's the big one. The big shortstop acquisition. Yep. They lock down their their prime position of shortstop for years to come. I love what the Cubs did in the offseason. Okay. With all of these new additions you just mentioned, who's going to be the hitter to watch? Cody Bellinger. Yeah. I mean, it, for so many reasons, but the main one being it it could it can make your season go one way or another. Imagine yeah. having imagine having MVP Cody Bellinger in your lineup. I'm not saying that's going to happen this year or I mean he's not that hitter anymore, but imagine having all-star Cody Bellinger in the thick of your lineup or batting ninth for the Dodgers Cody Bellinger and then getting benched for the Dodgers Cody Bellinger. Imagine what that does to your yeah. lineup. You're going in two opposite directions. So for me, He's he's the important player in this lineup. He had 210 last year, 19 homers. Can't be having that. He's got to be better. Yeah. Who are you going to get? <laughs> Pitcher to watch for the Cubs. I'm big on this guy. Okay. Justin Steele. I mentioned Jamison Tyon, new addition. They have Marcus Stroman, who they got last year. Justin Steele is a name that I think, man, I think he's going to have a great year. He's left-handed. He throws hard. He's shown that he can be good in the big leagues. He was good last year in the big leagues. I think this year he takes another step forward. He had a 3.18 ERA last year, but he he was 4 and 7, which shows mm. the Cubs were uh yeah, not not, not great. great. But a 3.18 ERA, 126 strikeouts and 119 innings pitched. I always like looking at that. Ooh. This is a good thing to look at if you're just like looking at pitcher numbers and want to know how good is he? Is he dominant? One, ERA is kind of the telltale sign of that's a tried and true formula of is he having a good year or not. The other one, innings pitched. If he has more strikeouts than innings pitched, he's pretty dominant. Justin Steele last year, 126 strikeouts and 119 innings pitched. I'm looking forward to that over the course of a full season and hope he stays healthy and, and can do really well. And he also happens to be your breakout player? I think a lot of people learn his name okay. this year. Justin right. Steele is my breakout player on the Cubs this year. I think after this year, there's a lot of people talking about Justin Steele being a stud for the Chicago Cubs. And it's for all those reasons I just mentioned. I think he can be dominant. I think it'll also help having the lineup behind him and the defense behind him now with this new cast of characters. Because that, that plays a big effect, too. You could have a great game and have some bad defense behind you and – yeah. Offense, even, there, there goes your game. Say what say what you want about Cody Bellinger and his offense lately. You know he's going to play a great defense. caliber yeah. outfield. So you look up the middle there, they have Nico Horner, they have Dansby Swanson, and Cody Bellinger up the middle. That's a fantastic start. You build your team up the middle. They're doing that, and I think defensively they're going to be incredible, which, as you said, will – yeah, that's, it's going to help. That's the pitcher's best friend. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's move on to team number four, the Pirates. Who'd they add? Who'd they lie? Who'd they lose? The the Pirates added Carlos Santana, mm -hmm. G-Man Choi, if you want to. Yeah. I'm a big G-Man Choi fan. Okay. <laughs> they added G-Man Choi. Yeah! yeah. And that's 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 pretty much it. They didn't really lose too many uh too many big names. Uh Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah. Andrew McCutcheon they got, which is okay, that's big. Obviously, he's not yeah. the MVP, Andrew McCutcheon anymore. But having Andrew McCutcheon back in the city of Pittsburgh, yeah. rocking the black and gold. Love it. Yeah. He's back in Pittsburgh where he's supposed to be. Exactly. Uh, didn't lose, didn't really lose any big names. Yeah. Didn't really 
have any big names other than okay. Ryan Reynolds, but he's still on the team. So. Yeah, well, let's move on then. Who's the hitter to watch? Hitter to watch for the Pittsburgh Pirates is the guy I just mentioned, Brian Reynolds. Yep. Brian Reynolds is great. We just don't talk about him because he's on the Pirates and they haven't been good since he's been on the Pirates. But this guy's an all-star. He's the best player on the team. He's really good. There is a lot of trade talk involved with Brian Reynolds. The trade talk came about because he asked for a trade. Yeah. So that would that will obviously stir the pot a little bit. But this guy is a star on other teams. In fact, he had a down year last year and hit 262 with 27 homers. This guy's the real deal. Brian Reynolds is definitely the best hitter and the most important hitter on this team. All right, who's going to be your pitcher to watch? Mitch Keller. Mm. And it's really because they just need somebody to step up and be they need somebody to step up and be an ace of a team. Like they don't they don't really have one. Mitch Keller has the best potential to be the guy, to mm-hmm. be the ace of the staff. So for me, it's Mitch Keller. Step up and show that you can be a big league starter. Step up and prove that if you're on a good team, you're in that starting rotation. You're going to be a guy in that rotation and that you can be a guy at the top of a rotation. We'll see what he does this year. All right. Who's your breakout player to watch for the Pirates? O'Neill Cruz. Mm. I love me some O'Neill Cruz. And I think this year he puts it all together. We He has all the tools in the world. He has... The highest exit velocity you can find. He throws the Ooh. ball literally 100 miles an hour across the infield. Hardest thrown ball from a shortstop across the infield in the StatCast era. Belongs to O'Neill Cruz. He's fast. He does it all. But he has holes in his game. He strikes out a lot. Doesn't make a lot of contact. So let's find a little middle ground there. Let's Put your speed to use. Put the ball in play. There's no shift this year. Like, put the ball in play. Yeah. Good things will happen. I think O'Neill Cruz has a big year and really breaks out and becomes that player that I think a lot of people think he can be. Also, just got a fun fact in my ear. At six foot seven, he is the tallest shortstop in MLB history. That is a very fun fact. There you go. Good job, Alex. It wasn't me. <laughs> I am simply the messenger here. I will not take if I if I don't look it up and fact check it, I ain't gonna take the, the responsibility in case it's wrong. All right, we're moving on to the Reds. Who'd they add? Who'd they lose? Notable acquisitions, if you want to talk that. Yep. Um I guess Will Myers. Yep. Maybe. Okay. Nothing huge. All right. So move Losses. on. Mike Moustakis, maybe. Okay. But, you know, the Reds are... I feel in, like this is just like your energy for the Reds. They're eh. in a tough spot. Eh. They, they've bothered me ever since last year when their owner basically came out and said, in regards to the fans, where are they going to go? Oh. Yeah, they were talking about the team not being good and him not putting a competitive product out on the field. And he said, the the front office, where, where, where are they going to go? They got nowhere to go. Where are the team oh. that you root for? Kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And it really rubbed the fan base the wrong way, as it should. Yeah. So, frustrating. And this team, we're going to get into predictions and stuff. They're just not going to be competitive. And it's 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 frustrating. Extremely. So, yeah, my my vibe mm-hmm. with the Reds is uh, not high. Okay. Well, who's your hitter to watch? Joey Votto. I love mm, Joey We love Joey Votto. Joey Votto is one of my favorite guests that I have had on Flippin' Bats. And if you haven't – if I don't care if you're a fan of the Reds or not. If you haven't listened to the Joey Votto episode, just go back and listen to it. The guy is one, he's just great. And he mm-hmm. he really like 
he really puts effort and thought into what he says and how yeah. he thinks and how he goes about his work. He's very unique, mm-hmm. but he's hysterical. He was a great interview. I love Joey Votto, and he's the most important hitter in this lineup. I think a lot of people fell in love with Joey Votto last season when he wasn't playing and he was going out and kind of making that men's with the fans, as he you was mentioned. Sitting in the stands during the games, hanging out with incredible. the fans. I know it's great. After you should. Once this airs, retweet that interview so people can yeah, easily yeah, find it. Yeah. Okay. Who is your pitcher to watch? Hunter Green. Hunter Green, first rounder. He throws 100 million miles an hour. It's 102, 103, consistently over 100. He's dominant. He's lights out. He can strike out anybody at any time. He can punch out 15 in a game. Hunter Green, I think, is going to have a dominant year. And we saw flashes of it last year. Uh, I mentioned when you look at a pitcher being dominant, Mm -hmm. one number to look at is does he have more strikeouts than he does innings pitched? Yep. 164 strikeouts, 125 and two-thirds innings pitched. A lot more strikeouts. That's a lot more. He's going to be really good. I really like him. I think he's going to be a star in this league. I do. Okay, who's your breakout player to watch? Nick Lodolo, uh, lefty, a lot of talent, a lot of talent. Big, lefty, can throw hard, good off-speed stuff, hasn't really put it together yet. I think this is the year we see Nick Lodolo. He was a big prospect. I think we see him put it together this year. I think he has a good year. All right. Is it prediction time? That that wraps up the preview. Now we're moving to predictions. And we're going to talk most fun player in the NL Central – our Cy Young in the NL Central, and our MVP in the NL Central. So let's start with most fun player. Division prediction. Oh yeah, that and record. But yes, yeah. Let's start with most fun. I want to start with you. Who's who's your most fun player? I'm intrigued by this one. Why? My most fun player is Nolan Arenado. Okay. Okay. Different reasons. Let me just list this off. Okay. The ten Gold Gloves, seven time All Star, five time Silver Slugger. It feels like every play that he makes feels like a top 10, all-star, incredible play. So, okay, you might not be the most flashy, but he is great and solid to watch. I have a really close second, and that's Jordan Walker, but we have to see what he does. That's my very close second and most fun player just because I'm excited to see what he can do. We're getting a little taste here in spring training right now, but I kind of have him as like a one-two punch who I'm most excited to see. I like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't go with anybody on the Cardinals. I went with the Milwaukee Brewers shortstop, Willie Adamas. <laughs> I love me some Willie Adamas. We were in the Tigers organization together. He was one of my better friends in the entire organization. He is awesome. And he has become a big league. He's become one of the, one of the better shortstops in the game of baseball. He's going to hit you a ton of home runs, and the guy is just electric. He really is. He's a blast to watch. Um, he's hit. He's going to hit you over 30 homers. I mean, the guy rakes. Yeah. He's a lot of fun to watch. He plays with energy. He plays with passion. He pumps up the crowd. It's, it's great, and I feel like I would pick this even if he wasn't a good friend of mine. So Willie Adamas is my most fun player to watch in the NL Central. All right. Let's move on to – are Cy Youngs in the NL Central. And I think it's a no-brainer because we, the same we both have okay. yeah. Corbin Burns yeah. 
And this is going to be a really interesting season. Oh, yeah. After all the arbitration drama, I want to see Corbin go off mm-hmm. on the mound. You know he will. He, he is going to. Just to kind of shove it in the Brewers' face, he might go off on the mound and then go off to a new team after the season. <laughs> the, Milwaukee, yeah. the Milwaukee Brewers blew it. took their best player on their entire team to arbitration and had the audacity <laughs> to say, we didn't make the playoffs because of you. Oh, That ain't going to go over well. No. This guy is going to absolutely shove this year. Corbin Burns is going to be the best pitcher on the Milwaukee Brewers. He's going to be the best pitcher in the NL Central, and he might win himself another Cy Young Award and ride off to another team and make a lot of money and then shove against the Brewers for the rest of his (laughs) career. Because that is not how you treat your superstar. That is no way to treat your best player. It's just ridiculous. No, it's uh, he's playing with like a little different edge this season. Oh, like, yeah. oh, oh, you want to play me like that? Yeah, I'm gonna play you. I'm gonna go off on the mound, and then probably go off to another team. Yep. All right, let's talk MVPs of NL Central. Who's your MVP of the NL Central? Oh, I don't know. It's a hard guess. Uh, the reigning NL MVP, oh, Paul Goldschmidt. Wow. Yes, it is. Now I know there's only 13 consecutive MVP winners in MLB history. But he's coming off an incredible season. All right. He and Arenado are a one-two punch. So when you have someone like that, that's, you know, keep pushing you every year. I, mm, I'm i just going for it. Look, I, I can't. I'm going for it. You I can't, can't argue it. Argue with he's you the reigning MVP. The MVP of the division is going <laughs> to be the MVP winner from yes. last year. Yes. But I didn't pick him. Of course you didn't. I went with a guy that was in the MVP conversation. His one-two punch? Nolan Yeah. Arenado. I love the guy. He's so good over at third base. Platinum gloves, gold gloves, whatever color glove you want to give him, he'll be really good mm-hmm. over there with it. He's going to hit a bunch of bombs. He rakes. Remember when he left the Rockies and, and Coors Field and everybody's like, well, can he hit away from Coors? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. The guy is really, really good. Nolan Arenado, for me, is going to be the MVP of the NL Central. I like it. I mean, they were neck and neck last year. They're the one-two punch. They're going to motivate each other. Yep. I'm curious to see which one comes out on top. But now, let's get your division predictions. The standings, what you got? One through Ah. five, my division predictions. I have... The St. Louis Cardinals. Like, yeah, same as last year. Yeah, different yeah. records. Different records. But same finish. I have the St. Louis Cardinals winning the division. I really I like the Cardinals. I like what they yeah. did. Wilson Contreras, huge addition. Mm-hmm. I think their pitching is a little bit slept on. Jordan Montgomery can be very good. If Jack Flaherty comes back, he can be good. Miles Michael. I mean, this 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 rotation isn't great, but it's not bad. And their offense, I think, has the potential to be very, very good. And then I do have the Brewers coming in second again. And for me, it's just more like it's more disappointment. This team is still within it's still within the grasp. What is you no, you're like the you're like the upset parent. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed in you. Well, I am. Like this yeah, team is within I get it. their range 
of being a World Series contender. You have a rotation that Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, like put some hitting around them. Yeah. Do it. And they haven't shown me. Like, I do believe they can be in contention all year. I do believe they could make the playoffs. But they haven't shown me, if they're in contention at the trade deadline, that they're going to go out and make the big move that they need to make and improve their offense. In fact, they might make a move that makes them a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bet on that team to win the division when the Cardinals are are equally as good as as last year. I think they're I think they're very good. I have the Cardinals winning. I have the Brewers in second, finishing 87 and 75. So the Cardinals 90 and 72, the Brew Crew 87 and 75. Third place for me is uh. Same, same, but same, different same. this year. Yeah, finishing 500. Chicago Cubs finishing 500. Yeah. 81 and 81. That tallies 162. 500 on the dot. Good math. Yeah, good math out of me. Uh-huh. 81 and 81. And I think that's a big improvement for the Cubs. I think that puts you, you're in the playoff conversation come, come the last month of the year, mm-hmm. right? Chicago Cubs, as I said earlier in their preview, I was so critical of the way they handled their core, and they need the credit, and I'm giving them all the credit in the world for for turning that corner and for pushing their franchise in the right direction. Dansby Swanson is short. You got the center of your field locked up. I... Car, the Cubs had one of the best off-seasons in the game. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like they might finish above 500. Yeah. It's just... The the thing for me with these records, and I, I would... I would caution anybody out there when you're looking at records, if you're like a big over under better kind of person, you want to bet on the overs and unders. One thing that's interesting this year, this okay. is the first year it's ever happened, right? Less division games, which means for the Cubs, oh, less yeah. games against the Pirates and Reds mm-hmm. and more games against every everybody. other team. So not only are they in I an easier that. division and they're going to they're not going to play the Pirates and Reds as much, also, think about the travel that now comes into play. Travel gets really tricky because you're, at all points in the year, traveling to all coasts, and that really does wear tear, tear you down over mm-hmm. the course of 162 games. So the win totals that most people are thinking, they're going off Major League Baseball history and what we know. And I guarantee you those win totals aren't taken into effect. The new schedule that we're seeing this year, less division games, a lot more travel, and you're playing every single team in baseball for the first time in history, which I love. That is a huge win for the game of baseball. It's a, it's a great thing for the game moving forward. If you're the Atlanta Braves, you only get to see Mike Trout come to town one every four or five years. Guess what? Your favorite team is going to play Mike Trout this year. And I you're love going to get it. to see those guys up close and personal. Big win for the game of baseball, yeah. but an interesting tidbit when it comes to these records. Yep. Cubbies 81 and 81, and that's a win. All right. Pitt, Pirates. Pirates. <laughs> Pirates are in fourth. Um, I have them at 67 and 95. Yeah. Eh. That's it. I okay. They have. Brian Reynolds will be exciting. I think O'Neill Cruz can take another step. Yep. Um, O'Neill Cruz and Cabrian Hayes on the left side of the infield. Count me in. Mm-hmm. I love it. But look, they're they're not going to be a super competitive team this year, and they haven't shown a willingness out of the front office to be super competitive. So I'm not buying any of the Pirates stock this year. And finally, that leaves the, Reds. the Cincinnati Reds. I have them at 62 and 100. One of a one of maybe, hopefully, just a few 100-game losers 
this year. Uh, they're yeah, I mean they just Brutal. they weren't good last year. They're not going to be great this year. I hope they can turn a corner. And mm-hmm. I, I think they really set themselves back a couple of years ago when they kind of like weirdly really went for it and they like. Nick Castellanos, and then they signed Trevor Bauer, who ended up winning the Cy Young Award in that shortened season. And then they had all these guys, and it's like, are the Reds going to be good? And they weren't. Yeah. And that became a problem because it really set them back, and we're seeing that now. Yeah. And uh, they're just in a little phase of like, well, it's a a long phase now of of not being very good, and they won't be great this year. So Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Pirates, Reds, again. That's the NL Central. That's how it's going to shape out. I agree. That was great. Yeah, that was good. That was fun. Good show. NL Central. Going to be an interesting division this year. Cardinals and Brew Crew are going to be some pretty, pretty good teams. That does it for our NL Central preview episode. The previews roll on. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to Flippin' Bats wherever you listen to your podcast. Apple. Spotify, wherever it may be, hit that little plus button, subscribe. Also follow along on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Until next time, peace.